Welcome to Speaking the Truth in Agape Love Podcast. We are hosts, Chad Mitchell and David Finch. Welcome to the podcast, everyone. I'm Chad Mitchell. I'm David Finch. We're glad to be back with you for another study. And ironically, our our topic is titled Study. Hmm. Yeah, so uh, David uh, brought this lesson to us uh, Sunday, and uh, it's got we got some good thoughts and good topics. It's something that uh, we're probably all lacking in study, um, studying, and what we're meaning is studying, uh, you know, the scriptures, studying God's word, and and bettering ourselves, strengthening ourselves, encouraging ourselves. And so we're we're gonna jump right in. But if you have any questions, the email's in the link, um, truthinagapelove at gmail.com. You can send us a message, uh, uh, find us on Facebook, communicate with us there. Um, give us a share if you like what you hear. Tell your friends. Um, we try to update the podcast once a week, and uh, we appreciate you listening. So with that, we'll go ahead and jump in, David. All righty. So, the the whole topic or the whole um, discussion, the lesson was actually on one passage. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a very well known passage, Second Timothy two fifteen. But as we look at this passage, I want us to focus on exactly what Paul is telling Timothy, because Paul is writing a letter to Timothy, who is an evangelist, and Paul is telling Timothy. In 2 Timothy 2.15, he says, Study to show thyself approved unto God, a workman that needeth not be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. And as we read this passage, you may, um, if you read it, there's, it's broken up into three sections. Now, the, the breakup was put there by man. Um, but as it, as, it, as it reads for the topics um, this evening... I broke it up into three different sections. Um, so the first part we're going to look at is study to show thyself approved unto God. And what is Paul actually telling Timothy behind this? You know, yeah. um, th- now the New King James renders it uh, be diligent yeah. to present yourself approved unto God. So here he is talking about taking time in the scripture, you yeah. know, and and we know that there's a difference between reading the scripture and studying the scripture, both of which are really good to do. I, I recommend both mm-hmm. to everyone. Um, but I've Chad, maybe you've heard of people that do this as well, but they have spent a lot of time studying scripture and they still cannot come to the knowledge of the truth. Yeah, have you ever come across somebody like that where they're still mm-hmm. um, either confused or they? They haven't come to the to the uh, to growing in the Lord. I yeah. should say. Yeah, absolutely. I think. Yeah, I think we've all run into people like this. Yeah, uh, and I think we have all uh, been guilty of this. And in the in the aspect of like what you said, uh, if we've ever tried to have a study with someone mm-hmm. and we're not prepared. Yeah. Or if a topic comes up and we don't. We can't recall what to say. That's right. You know, so we're, we're unprepared. We're not. We're not studied. We're not. We're not presenting ourselves diligently. Yeah. You know what I mean. Yeah. And and 
I've also seen people where they they study all the time, but yet they still can't grasp what the word is actually saying. Mm-hmm. So perhaps taking scripture out of context mm-hmm. and, and things like that. Mm-hmm. The the problem behind it is they they study the scripture wrong. Mm-hmm. Now what Paul is telling Timothy is to study with a whole heart. And that's what God has always talked about. You know, when you go back to uh, Psalm 119, verse 2, there he says, Blessed are those who keep his testimonies, who seek him with a whole heart. Now, the whole heart is is the important aspect. Wanting to please God in how you study him. You know, and when you continue down in, in verse 9 and 10 of Psalm 119, he says, How can a young man cleanse his way? By taking heed according to your word. Now, taking heed is is also taking notice and changing if needed. And then he says, With my whole heart I have sought you. Oh, let me not wonder from your commandments. So it is, Paul is telling Timothy to study with his whole heart. You know, in other words, when you go to the Scripture, do you go to the Scripture to try to prove yourself right? Mm-hmm. Or do you go to try to prove God right? Mm-hmm. You know, you should go to the Scripture not only willing to change your life, but wanting to change your life to fit the Word of God. Mm-hmm. You yeah, know, you're looking at what it says. What does it say? That's right. Here, what does it say to do here? What does it say to do here? It's kind of like following directions uh, from, you know, something that you have to put together. Something you bought, you have to f- follow directions. If you don't follow the directions, it doesn't go together. Yeah. And that's how our lives are. We look at God's Word to follow the directions to 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 be uh, pleasing to God, you know? Yeah, and perhaps we should do like a little uh, example. If you will, turn over with me to Mark sixteen sixteen. This is also is a... Pretty well-known passage. Do you want to read that for us, Chad? Yeah, sure. Um, I could almost quote it. He who believes (laughs) and is baptized will be saved, but he who does not believe will be condemned. Okay, so people actually go here and say that you don't need to be baptized to be saved. Mm -hmm. But that's actually the complete opposite of what the Scripture says. Mm -hmm. And that's because they're, for whatever reason, they they don't want to. They feel like they, they shouldn't have to or well, I don't really know the case. I don't want to judge their heart behind it. Um, but they say, it because at the end it says, but he who does not believe will be condemned. Well, the the point behind the passage is, if you don't believe that Jesus is the Son of God, baptism is null and void anyway. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it, there's you need to do both. You need to believe and be baptized. You know, and then, of course, as you read through Scripture, you know that there's there's other steps that you need to do as well. But this passage is saying you need to do both. You need to believe and be baptized. And if you don't believe and you're baptized, you're just taking a dip in the pool at that point. There, you know, it's without belief, the baptism is, is null and void. And, and that's what the, that passage is saying. But people have gone to that passage to say you don't need to be baptized. It, it's... It's trying to prove themselves right for for whatever reason. Well, and, and we try to overcomplicate things. When has man ever overcomplicated anything? Yeah. <laughs> Better question is when have they oh, not? Okay, yeah. <laughs> have, have they, have they not? not? Um, <laughs> yeah. So they just overcomplicate it. it. It's simple. 
that's what it says, that's what you do. Yeah. You know? And and it's it's simple. It's just following the directions, you know? Yeah. But Chad, what if I don't want to be baptized? Then it's not going to fit together. Yeah, it it doesn't <laughs> change the word of God. No, it doesn't. You know, the word of God says you need to believe and be baptized, yeah, and so that's it, it's that's the, the point behind it. That's it, right. the 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 word of God is the standard. It's it's what we're following. You can't change that, and that it really is hard for some people to understand. It is, and so going to the word of God, and like I said wanting to change your life. Mm-hmm. When you read this, you want to do what he is asking you to do because you want to please him. So that's what that's the kind of study that we are talking about. Having the attitude of wanting to change to fit the perfect word of God and try not to change it in any way. You know, and and I've heard of people, Chad, you have as well that they've you know, all of a sudden their kids are not faithful or they're doing something they shouldn't be doing and then well, let's take this for example. That you know, Mark sixteen sixteen. Let's say your kids don't want to get baptized. Mm. So then you go back and you have to restudy this this passage. You know, restudy. Do I have to be baptized? Then all of a sudden, yeah. Oh, look, my kids are fine. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. That's that's changing. I call that studying with a dog in the fight. Yeah, you absolutely. Know, not not wanting your your kids to be condemned or not wanting yourself to be condemned but you also don't want to change well, so then you go to the scripture to try to change the scripture or study it to prove yourself right rather than proving god right yeah and i, I say that um, they, they come to god's word with an agenda that's right you know and you can't do that you have to have an open mind and you just do what it says and you'll be fine yeah and you know that's actually exactly what proverbs 23 and 23 is talking about when it says buy the truth and do not sell it yeah. Also, wisdom, instruction, and understanding. Mm-hmm. See, when when you go back and you have to restudy to try to mm-hmm. fit your life or try to fit someone else's life, you have just sold the truth. Mm-hmm. You have sold it because you you have tried to change it and and taint the scripture with your think so. And this is, you know, this is what happens when you go to the scripture to find to prove yourself true rather than trying to prove the lord true. And and again, I'm not I don't want this to come across like I'm trying to um judge somebody on their on what they're thinking. I just yeah. You well, know, this is well, what the this is what the word of God says and that's let's follow it, you know. Well, and we're talking about um you know this study part, okay? Mm-hmm. And it takes time and effort to understand God's word. And, you know, it's not something that's just going to happen overnight. Yeah. You have to put effort into it and you have to, you know, continue um, to study and read that's and right. understand. And and that way you know how to live and you know how to be pleasing to God, you know. Mm-hmm. Um so and what what some people try to do is they try to pit verses against one another. So, you know, this verse will say this, but this verse over here will say that. And and so they try to pit the verses against one another, but rather how you should study is try to study and see how they the scripture harmonizes together. Yeah. You know, because God does not contradict himself. 
So if we are looking at a verse and it seems like it's contradicting another verse, we're looking at either one of them wrong or both of them wrong. Yeah. But God is never wrong. And 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 uh, God knows your heart. That's right. He knows how you're coming at it, if you have an agenda or not. And we could read Psalms 139. You want me to? Yeah. Psalms 139, 23, and 24. There's a lot of good stuff in Psalms. There is. So it says, search me, O God, and know my heart. Try me and know my anxieties and see if there's any wicked way in me and lead me in the way everlasting. Yeah, there's. this is such a good passage. Yeah. Because notice how the psalmist is asking God to search him. Yeah. You know, that is giving God your whole heart just in that statement. Search me. Mm-hmm. You know, his real desire is to please the Lord. You know, and we all perhaps have asked God to forgive us for the sins that we may not know that we commit, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Now, when you ask that, are you simply asking God to just accept you the way you are, or are you actually worried about how the Lord feels about it? You know, and, and again, that shows the heart. You know, when you... When your whole heart is behind it, you don't want to offend your God. You know. Well, and he's saying, I think uh, in this, basically a prayer, yeah. you know, that David's praying, he's he's asking to let him basically let me know, lead me, uh, you know, in the right direction, so that I don't have any wickedness. You know, search me. You know, and we it reminds makes me reminds me of uh, saying a prayer. For the sins that we don't know we've committed. That's right. You know, because there's, there's obviously maybe some things that we've done that we didn't know we sinned. Yeah. You know. And when we're, when we're asking God, we need to not just ask for the forgiveness, but continue to search the Lord and see if there's wickedness in us. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and that's us diligently seeking with our heart. Wanting to please the Lord in everything that we do. Yeah. You know, because your attitude behind how you serve God means everything. You know, just like... Um, oh, good one's the next one. John? Yeah, but uh, don't jump ahead of me. Okay, sorry. <laughs> no, but just like how your, your kids... Okay. You know, you have kids, I have kids. They got they get to fighting, oh, yeah. you know, and you got to break them up, and one hurts the other, and you're like, hey, apologize. And they have that half, well, I'm sorry. You know, <laughs> they're not sorry. They just do it because they have to. Mm-hmm. You know. It, it, Say you're sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah. It's like, that didn't sound like you were sorry at all. Or sorry. <laughs> yeah. With the attitude, mm-hmm. the, the cocktail. I have girls, so that's more common with, with my family. Girls. Yep. I can't see Paxton doing that, though. No. He'll just be like, sorry. Yeah, right. <laughs> But that was real sincere. And yeah. That's what we'll say. That yeah. was real sincere. That's a good one. You know, and God can see through that. Yeah. You know, if we're just going through the motions because, you know, we think that'll do it. Yeah. Your heart has to be with it. That's right. And when we when we come to God and ask God to forgive us of the sin that we may not know that we commit, are we genuine? Like, are we willing to go mm. and study the scripture? Because we don't want to offend God, mm-hmm. you know, and we understand that we do fall short. So, yes, please forgive us, but let's not stop trying 
to find out if there is fault in us, mm-hmm. you know? And that's not easy to do. And what I mean by that is it's not easy to admit you're wrong. But when you're reading the Word of God and you're like, whoa, God says not to do that here, and I've been doing that. Well, it could be uh, someone telling you that you're doing something wrong, too. You yeah. Know? That's not easy to hear either. No, oh, no. And so, you know, how? what's your heart behind it as you study the Word of God? You know, and, and that's that's what we're talking about here. How? What's your heart like when you study the Word of God? And notice that the in verse 24 of Psalm 139, he says, If there's any wicked way in me, lead me into everlasting life. That's what he's talking about. Like, if there's any wickedness in me, lead me away from it. And for us today, the Father leads us through his Son, Jesus Christ. Chad, go ahead and read that one. That's John 15, verse 7. Yeah, it says, um, If you abide in me and my words abide in you, you will ask what you desire, and it shall be done for you. That's right. And we actually talked about this last week, if Mm -hmm. I recall correctly. But notice what Christ is saying. If you abide in Christ, but but not just that, if His words words abide abide in in you. Yeah. That's a big difference. You know, how many people call themselves Christians, but they don't ever study, they don't ever read their Bible, they don't ever do any of that. Mm-hmm. Well, then His words don't abide in you. And and the His words abiding in you also has to deal with when you read it, you change your life to fit it. Mm-hmm. You know, that's, that's when His word is abiding in you, mm-hmm. when you are changing your life to fit His word. And I can see both sides of that. Like, you can... You can use this to talk about those that aren't studying and don't know the words, that haven't um, haven't learned properly. Yeah, you know, I think I think it was you that told a story about uh, someone who became a Christian, and they they came to church, and they were like, oh yeah, it was a rough night. Uh, I got a bit of a hangover, you know, and it's like, oh, looks like we need to do some studying, you know. But they didn't know that anything was wrong with that, you know. Yeah. And so it's it's like, okay, we need to we need to go to God's word and do some studying yeah. here a little bit more, you know, to understand you know how you ought to be living your life and be pleasing, you know. That's right. Was that you? It wasn't you. I don't think it was me. Okay. But but the, it was a new Christian um but didn't know fully what he, was right and wrong yet. Yeah, they didn't realize that was wrong. Yeah, and so little okay, let's go back to God's word and and keep studying. The, the other the other way I look at this is um when we when we do this, his words, his words don't change. And so when we put G- God's words in us, we act the same. Yeah. And we can go clear across the country and meet brethren that are have the same mindset. That's right. Because of them doing exactly this. My words abide in you. When we have his words abide in us, then we're one. We're we're of the same mind and we're all following Christ. You know? That's right. And we're, we're all, following the standard, we're following the pattern that he set forth yeah. to us in his words. And we want to follow it because his way is perfect. Yeah. And we understand that only his way leads us to eternal life. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I think of, you know, back in biblical times, there was a lot of um, servant and master relationships, right? Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. The perfect servants or the, the good servants were the ones that only did the will of their master. Mm-hmm. They didn't have any selfish ambition behind it. The, it was solely to just please their master. Yeah. And those were the good servants that the master would send out to do their bidding, to do to do their work. You know, and then when that servant would come and ask for whatever, let's say a hundred dollars, you know, of course biblical times it would be like denarii or something. Mm-hmm. But anyway, the master wouldn't ask any questions. He would just give to the servant because he knew that the servant was only doing this to benefit their master. Yeah. Like, it, it wasn't for themselves. It was for their master. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's the difference between a good servant and a bad servant. Mm-hmm. A bad servant, they would go up to their master and ask the same question. The master would give them the third degree. Why? What are you doing this for? What? Why do you need this? You know, all the why questions and what questions and all that. And that's because the master doesn't trust the bad servant, the wicked servant. Mm-hmm. And so when Christ's words abide in us and we abide in Christ, it is us only seeking to please the master. And so just like when he, when he finishes, he says, you will ask whatever you desire and it shall be done for you. When all we want to do is serve the master and, and his will being done, Anything we ask, it's going to be with His will in mind. Yeah, and that's why He'll just answer it. Mm-hmm. In other words, it, if it's if we have a selfish motive behind it, we ask amiss, you know. And that's what James four three was actually talking about. Um, he says, "You ask and do not receive because you ask amiss, mm-hmm. that you may spend it on your pleasures." Yeah, and that's you know, like we, please, dear Lord, let me win the lottery. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's why I never got my Lamborghini, right? You know, and but when we ask for things for selfish reasons, Mm -hmm. that is us asking amiss, and that's why we don't get it. Now, I actually did say this as well. I've never actually prayed for a Lamborghini, Uh so don't think that I've actually done that. Well, uh, one of my favorite shows used to be I used to watch um, Gold Rush. It's on the. It was on the Discovery Channel. Yeah. I don't. I think it's still going. I'm not sure. I haven't really paid attention lately. But there was a a group uh, on there that would say a prayer before they go to dig or go to you know put the the dirt in the sluice box, and they would pray for gold. Yeah. Basically, they'd all gather around and pray for gold. And I'm like, if it's His will, you'll get gold. If it's not, you're not going to get gold. It's yeah. You can't just pray for it and then that gold's going to show up in the ground. You know, God's not, why would God do that? There's no purpose. That's right. And 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 that's kind of makes me think of that when you uh when, you know, James 4 3 spend it on your pleasure. Yeah. But let's say for example, you and I both ask for a million dollars. Your goal behind it is to actually put it towards the work of the Lord. My goal behind it is to spend it on my Lamborghini that I want, right? Yeah. Because they cost about a million dollars. So, you know, one fell swoop there. But let's say that we both prayed for a million dollars. You get it, you know, by through working or whatever, and I don't. Mm-hmm. Well, that's because you want it to please the Lord, mm-hmm. you know, to get the Lord's will done, and I don't. You know, and, and that's... That's how we need to study the scripture as well. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, are we studying wanting the Lord to be right, or are we studying wanting ourselves to be right? Yeah. Proving ourselves right, you know, with an agenda in mind. Mm-hmm. You know, we should never have an agenda, you know, and we should be wanting, we should study wanting to change our life to fit that word, because the word of God is perfect and pure. And if we if we change it in any way, it's no longer pure. Well, uh, uh, let's let's look at it this way. I, I was kind of trying to think of a way to bring this up, but uh, let's say you need uh, knee surgery, okay, mm-hmm. or a knee replacement. Guess what? There's a procedure in place for the doctor to do a knee replacement, and it's very detailed. Okay, it's probably wrote down, and you cut here, you know, whatever it is. Uh, there's a procedure. Well, let's just say the doc, you know, I don't like this part. I'm just going to skip it or I'm going to change it. And he changes the procedure. Would you want a doctor changing the procedure because he doesn't like something yeah. one way or another in on knee surgery for yourself? No. No. <laughs> Not even a little. No. Well, I don't like um, using these knives. I'm going to use this knife. Even I know this is part of the procedure. But I'm going to do my own thing. I got my old hunting knife. That's good enough. Yeah. You know? It, it's my lucky knife. I know there's rust on it, but I don't it's my know lucky knife. anything about a knee replacement surgery, but they call them procedures. You know, uh, David Porter uh, works at the site. There's, uh, He's done a lot of nuclear stuff. Mm-hmm. Nuclear can kill people, right? Yeah. <laughs> and... and uh, in the discovery of nuclear and over the years, they've put together procedures to safely be able to work with it. And just because someone doesn't like the procedure, you ever have a coworker complain about the rules? All the time. All the time. Why do we got to do this? Why do we got to do that? Maybe it's something simple as just wearing safety glasses. Well, guess what? It's part of the procedure. You have to wear safety glasses so you don't hurt yourself. Yeah. You know? A lot of times it's for our own good, right? It is. And and so if you don't follow that procedure exactly the way it is and has been proven over to the over and over the years as far as nuclear, you're going to kill somebody. Okay? Yeah. You know, and the same thing in in the uh, medical field. There's all these procedures on how to do this or that. Maybe it's just as simple as an appendix. I guarantee you there's a procedure that they follow step by step. Of how to take out your appendix. Well, do you want them like switching them up? Yeah. And, you know, we say, well, I don't need to be baptized. Well, it says you have to be baptized. It's as simple as pulling one of those out and saying, we're not doing that. Yeah. We're going to skip that one. You know, would you want them to do that on your appendix? You know, uh, surgery? (laughs) Yeah. You know what I mean? Exactly. It's just as simple as that. When you think about it logically with an open mind. Uh, that's what you're doing when you take away or add to God's word. You're changing the procedure. Yeah. You're changing the, the rule book. I got to tell you something. Yeah. Um, it's a little off topic, but funny. Yeah. So when I uh, when I was in construction, mm-hmm. I uh, almost cut my finger off. The, mm-hmm. the blade cut up on me, and it, it, it bound up, and it kicked back. Yep. And I almost cut my finger off it. It... It chipped or fractured the bone mm-hmm. on my pinky finger. Mm-hmm. And, uh, of course, the doctors didn't know it at the time. But when he did the surgery, uh, I come out of surgery, and he has a button sewed to the back of my finger. And uh, 
you know, kudos to the doctor for quick thinking, but I mean, it was, I felt like he just went off script. Like, oh, I'm yeah. like, I have a button, a button, like it was a literal button <laughs> sewed on the back of my pinky. And he, but he said, um, that little bone needed to heal in the correct place. Mm-hmm. He's like, if not, you would have had problems with it for the rest of your life. Yeah. He's like, he's like, so I had to sew it. And he was in the middle of the surgery when he found out. Mm-hmm. So, you know, he, no, no disrespect to him or anything, but talk about feeling like he went off script. Yeah, right. I had it was a brown button sewed on the back of my finger. I was like, and I'll bet there was a, it, I'll bet there was part of a procedure to do that in that case. Yeah, maybe, maybe. And I was just like, all right, yeah. <laughs> you know, but I was like, well, and 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 the thing is too, like the the, the in in situations like that. There's times they got to ad live. Yeah. Okay. And so we can't compare to that because God has told us his word's perfect. That's right. We don't have to ad live God's yeah. word. You know, and, and like in surgery and even sometimes maybe in all these examples that we're giving, there's sometimes you have to go off script or, oh, we didn't, because it's man-made. Yeah. It, it's, it's human-made. But there's, like. There's sometimes you have to change the print. Because we didn't see that coming. That's right, and you know God's word's perfect. When you go, you have you have to follow blueprints. Yeah, a lot. Mm. And if something does come up, you have to go back to the architect and rewrite it up sure. and do all that. You yeah, change the procedure. You can't go off the fly like that. No. You know, no. And and so you know, in in the world, in the in the world that what man has created, there are some flaws. Yeah. But God's word is perfect. God's word is, he is tells not us flawed. That. There's That's no right. flies and we don't have to ad live. Yeah. And um and, and people do try to say that um <laughs> as time goes on, we have to kind of update the word of God. That is not true. Um just to kind of put that to bed, uh first Peter chapter one, okay, twenty four and twenty five. And here, you know, he says, because all flesh is as grass and all the glory of man as the flower of the grass. The grass withers and its flowers falls away. So here he is talking about time changes, you know, as just like grass during the seasons, they all change. Just like man, we we die, more grow, you know, all of that. So we are like man, you know, and the flowers fall away. But in verse 25, he says, but the word of the Lord endures forever. So it doesn't matter what happens. It doesn't matter what changes in this life. The word of God lasts forever. That's how pure it is. It doesn't have to change. It doesn't need to change as time goes on because it fits every scenario. And so, you know, as we were talking about my finger and mm-hmm. and how sometimes you need to ad lib just like you're saying, Chad, with the Word of God, it, you don't ever need to ad-lib. And that's actually the beautiful thing about the Word of God. That's why you can find comfort in it. And just like he says in, in uh, Malachi 3.6, do you want to read that? Yeah. Uh, let's see, 3.6. says, um, For I am the Lord, I do not change. Therefore, you are not consumed, O sons of Jacob. So the the notion behind that, he says, I do not change, therefore you are not consumed. The notion behind that, if he did change, 
we would be consumed. And that's that's the valuable piece behind that. You know, that verse is, that's the two-edged sword working yeah. at hand, right? Yeah. And that's nice. It's comforting to know that he doesn't change. That's right. Um, so we can always find comfort in his word mm-hmm. because it doesn't change. And that's why in every way, shape, and form we need to change our life to fit the perfect word of God. Mm-hmm. You know, just like it says in Second uh, Peter 1, let's turn over there, Second Peter 1, 5 through 10. Okay. And I can go ahead and read this. I made you read the last one. Oh, it's couple. fine. I can read it if you want me to. <laughs> uh, I'll go ahead. Yeah. You want me to read it? Yeah, go okay. ahead. Okay. It says, um, but also for this very reason, giving all diligence, add to your faith virtue, to virtue knowledge, to knowledge self-control, to self-control perseverance, to perseverance godliness, to godliness brotherly kindness, and to brotherly kindness love. For if these things are yours and abound, you will be neither barren nor unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. For he who lacks these things is short-sighted, even to blindness, and has forgotten that he has cleansed from his old sins. Therefore, brethren, be even more diligent to make your call, call and election sure. For if you do these things, you will never stumble." So just like what we we started out with, be diligent to prove yourself approved unto God. Here, he says, be even more diligent to make your call and election sure. For if you do these things, you will never stumble. Mm -hmm. So there is this notion behind it, never stop growing. Mm -hmm. You know, never stop seeking the Word of God, because the more... You study, and study with a whole heart, mind you. But the more you study, the more perfect and the more that you see the love of God and how perfect His Word is. Mm-hmm. You know, especially going from the Old Testament and seeing all the prophecies that Christ fulfilled, you know, there's nothing more beautiful than that. Mm-hmm. Seeing how how much God loves us. Yeah. You know, and how we see how that was his plan from the very beginning of time. And, you know, we are, we are called to not be forgetful hearers, but doers of the word. Mm-hmm. You know, and so we are not short-sighted to blindness. You know, as we, as we just read, you know, those that are short-sighted even to blindness. In verse 9 there. We can also be become that way if we stop growing in the Lord. Yeah. And so, where am I at? And so that's that's what we're talking about here. And so, you know, when you study this way, that way, when you stand before God, you are a workman that does not need to be ashamed. You know, and that's. That's the next step in in Second uh, Timothy two fifteen, a worker who does not need to be ashamed, you know. And I I think of Ephesians six fifteen, you know. We had a a gospel meeting not too long ago, mm-hmm. and Patrick did a really good job deep diving into Ephesians six for us. Mm-hmm. But that's what this reminds me of: a worker who does not need to be ashamed is a worker who has shod his feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Mm-hmm. 
you know, someone that is the one that doesn't need to be ashamed. Mm-hmm. He has prepared himself. <clears throat> and this is where, you know, we got to talking. Um, if you have ever gone into a Bible study, yeah, unprepared, mm-hmm. you know, there's a lot of shame behind that. Yeah. You know. Well, and 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 shod um, your feet. Um, I maybe not everyone understands this in horses, but you put shoes on a horse's feet in order to prepare for rough terrain. Uh, for and you know that's what you do. You shod the horse, uh, and and you'll travel much better with shoes than you will without shoes. And um, so it would be like us wearing flip-flops to go play in the snow you know what i mean right you know you just wouldn't do that and if you did you're out of luck man it's not gonna go well for you you're not gonna have feet when you get back yeah exactly so or you know you know what i mean so you or you wear uh short shoes through a bunch of thistles and 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 thorns you know no you don't got the right shoes on and it's not gonna go well for you so just like you're saying, when when we go to study with someone, if we haven't shot our feet, if we haven't studied, if we haven't prepared ourselves, it's not going to go well for you. Yeah. You know, and that, that also reminds me of when I was a mail carrier, mm-hmm. you know, on your feet and you had to trump through snow it, or if it rained or whatever, we had to be prepared. Yeah. And preparing our feet was was a huge step. Yeah. You know, if your feet got cold... You were done for. Mm-hmm. And if your feet got wet and cold, the entire day shot. Mm-hmm. You are not having a good day. Yeah. You know, because you get cold from it, and it's everything bad works from that. <laughs> you know, it, it only gets worse. And well, so, you, yeah, we always prepared ourselves and had, you know, even some had extra pairs of shoes or extra pairs of socks in case they got wet. Well, that's that's mm-hmm. being prepared. You know, and that's why we study, so we're we're not ashamed. Well, and and we put a lot of effort into that, David. Like, you know, we make sure we get, if we got to stand at work all day, we make sure and hunt out some good shoes, some good boots that we can wear, and we put a lot of effort into it. Yeah. Well, you got to put the same amount of effort into studying God's Word. That's what we're saying. Yeah. You know, this is important. This is something you have to do. If you want things to go well. And, and you know, that's what he's talking about. That's right. You know, and, and I think of the um, the parable of the talents in Matthew 25. Yeah. You know, as the, the master was leaving, he gave three different servants according to what their ability was, according to what they could handle. You know, so he gave the first servant five talents, and when he returned... The servant made him five more talents, you know, and then um, he gave another one two talents, and that servant went out and gave gained two more talents for him. And then when the master of the house came to the one that had the one talent, this is what he found, you know, starting in verse 24 through 30 of Matthew 25. He says, then he had received, he who had received the one talent came and said, Lord, I knew you to be a hard man, reaping where you have not sowed and gathering where you have not scattered seed. And I was afraid, and I went and hid your talent in the ground. Look, there you have what is yours. 
But his Lord answered and said to him, You wicked and lazy servant, you knew that I reap where I have not sown and gathered where I have not scattered seed. So you ought to have deposited my money with the bankers, and at my coming I would have received back my own with interest. So take the talent from him and give it to the one who has ten talents. For to everyone who has more will be given, and he who has or he who will have an abundance. But from him who does not have, even what he has will be taken away. And cast the unprofitable servant into the outer darkness. There will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Now, we can focus on a lot in this passage. This parable is is very powerful, and you can make a lot of great points from this parable. Um, you know, go figure. Christ is speaking here, right? Ways, I think of don't waste your talents. Don't waste your that talents. That kid's a right. waste of talent. Yeah. People might say. Yeah. And that's uh, a that's a big way of looking at it because we can't have this knowledge of God's word and then waste it. That's right. You know. You know, and and not share it. I also think of. Um, I think I think it was Patrick that told me this. He said, uh, "You're only as good as as what you use." Mm-hmm. You know. So say you have a computer that has all this memory. You know, or you have this computer that has almost next to no memory. Well, for someone like me who doesn't use the computer, mm-hmm. the one that almost has no memory is just fine for me because I don't use it, you know? Mm-hmm. And so to buy the one that has all the memory and not use it, I just wasted my money. Like, it's it's worthless. You know, whereas in with, with a servant who doesn't use his talents towards the service of the Lord, he's useless, mm-hmm. you know? And it, it doesn't matter if he is the, the wisest servant if he doesn't use it he's worthless you know and so that's a very good point to bring out chad and and here notice how the servant approached his master now the word is used here is afraid now it it doesn't use the word ashamed but anytime you stand before your master without an excuse there's a lot of shame in that you know and he was he was also afraid of hurting or, you know, being on the wrong side of his his master. Mm-hmm. But there's a lot of shame behind what he did. He didn't try to use it. Mm-hmm. He didn't he didn't try anything. Mm-hmm. He just buried it. You know? Oh yeah, here's here's what you what you gave to me, but you know, it's only it's only what he got, you know, to begin with. He didn't try to help his master at all. Yeah. That's the wicked servant. And, you know, um, notice in verse 26 what this servant is called. He is called a lazy and wicked servant. And notice, this servant gave back what he got from him, but in the same notion, he didn't try to make anything from it either. And this is what me and you were talking about. Mm-hmm. And this also reminds me of Revelation three, fifteen and 16. You know, here it says, I know your works, that you are neither cold nor hot. I could wish that you were cold or hot. So then, because you are lukewarm, you are neither cold nor hot, I will vomit you out of my mouth. So here God is referring to the Christian who is not growing. Now understand, perhaps it's a Christian that is not falling back into the world, but they're just remaining stagnant. Mm 
They're, yeah. they're not growing. Mm-hmm. They're just remaining stagnant. This, this is where we get the saying, if you're not growing, you're dying. Mm-hmm. Right? So just like the servant with one talent, he didn't lose it, but he also didn't try to gain it more. That is lukewarm. And God is going to vomit them out of his mouth. Yeah. You know, that's that's very surreal. Just like it says also in Matthew 25, verse 30, and cast the unprofitable servant into the outer darkness. There will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Mm-hmm. So this is a servant who is lukewarm. And we are called to be his servants, are we not? Yeah. The servants of God. That's what we are called to be. So the big question is, is what kind of servant are we to be? Are we going to be the servant that stands before God on Judgment Day being ashamed because we didn't use our talent the way the Lord wanted us to? You know, or are we going to do everything we can and not be ashamed when we stand before God? Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And I think, too, uh, you know, how the servant, one good point here. Um, the servant that didn't was ashamed and didn't want to use, or let's say, um, uh, oh, what do you call it? Oh, why can't I think? Um, when you nervous, yeah. Like so, let's say you're getting up to to speak. You're is it? You're nervous or you're um, what do they call that? Stage fright or yeah, like stage fright or you're so nervous you don't think you can do it. Yeah. Um, you know, that's kind of how this talent, may, this guy that, that didn't use the talent, he was scared, he was nervous, and it was just easier to not do anything. Yeah. Uh, but what we'll find is if we try to, to go out of our comfort zone and do something different, uh, we, we grow. That's right. And, and we, we get better and we realize, oh, I could do this. Um, my daughter... Um, had she's a freshman in high school. I don't, I can't believe that, but she is. <laughs> um, and she she had to take a speech class, and she was scared to death. Okay. Um, and but you have to be there. You have to take it. You know. And as things progressed, she realized, hey, this ain't so bad. She ended up getting, I think. An A in the class. She wow. she gave great speeches and it was fine. She she overcame that fear and discovered a talent that she has. Yep. Or perfected a talent that she didn't know she had. That that she's not uh, as afraid to to uh, get up in front of people and and speak. Yeah. Uh, she's still pretty shy that way, you know. But but she was able to overcome that, and so we, you know, I think. We can learn from this parable in that sense. Yeah, we got to get out of our comfort zone. We gotta, we gotta grow. We we can't just stay stagnant, you know. And and that's what we're talking about, lukewarm. Yeah, you know, because we can't just uh, stay the way we are. There's always room for improvement, no matter who you are, how good you are, what you're doing. That's there's right. always room for improvement, and we have to keep that mindset because there's always room for us to improve. David, this podcast. Yeah, this was tough. To, it was to do at first, and well, tough and for we, you. Well, 
Yeah. <laughs> I just showed up. Well, <laughs> but it, you're right. Uh, I think, uh, you know, it's something that was um, out of our comfort zone. Yeah. And I'm not saying we're great at it, but it was something different. It, it was something difficult, but now it's enjoyable and it's fun. And yeah. And we just sit here and have, have a study and, uh, but we had to come out of our comfort zone and be willing to listen to ourselves on a recording. Yeah. You know? And you were right. Um, it was nerve-wracking. You well, know, sure. just and starting out, it was nerve-wracking. Well, and I know we've had some guests uh, come and, and be on, on the podcast that, oh, I don't know what to do. I'm like, we're having a study between Chad, David, and you. Yeah. That's it. We're d- Don't even think about... You know that you're being recorded, okay? Yeah. Um, but but that's just another example. There's so many things that uh, we can step out of our comfort zone. Maybe it's talking to a neighbor, you know, or going to talk to someone about, um, you know, God, about the gospel, about Jesus, about, yeah. you know, just or um, how many times have we been in a conversation where religion comes up and we don't say anything? Yeah. You know. And then we think, oh, I wish I would have said something later. Yeah. You know, that I've happens. been there. That I've been there. But uh, don't be afraid to bring him up. You know, get out of your comfort zone. You know, uh, even if, and that's why we're saying, study yourselves approved. Be ready for those conversations and be ready. And, and I got to say, it's very difficult for me to recall scripture. Yeah. You know, um, that's something I got to work on, you know. It's not impossible, <laughs> well, but, and, but we have to work on that. And even if you have verses off the top of your head, when you get in those positions and you're, the nerves, mm-hmm. all that flies out your head anyway. Yeah. Just like when, Chad, and I know this happened to you, when you start um, praying publicly for the first time, mm-hmm. or the first few times or whatever, yeah. or in front of a new congregation, sure. man, everything you were going to say just... Poof, like just disappears out of your head and you're just like uh mm-hmm. you know because the nerves yeah but the more you do it i don't even i don't even get nervous anymore you know going to pray or getting up to uh preach yeah i never thought i'd be comfortable preaching you know i nothing no nerves at all when i walk up yeah you know exactly and but the first time you did it, I'm sure there oh, was, man, was tons crazy. of nerves. Not just the first time, like a lot of times, like you know, you get up there, and once you once you start doing it, the nerves go away. But walking up, everyone looking at you as you're walking up, you mm-hmm. know, well, that uh, I was always nervous. But now it's just like it's nothing, you know. Yeah, because you keep doing it. And I would encourage those listening, you know, I'm not. We're not saying that you gotta like. Start a podcast or go <laughs> preach a lesson or whatever. Right. It's just find those things that are a little bit uncomfortable for you. Yeah. And try them out. Yeah. You know, maybe it is uh, saying a prayer, you know, uh, publicly or, or some of those things. And guess what? Eventually, it's not going to be a struggle for you. And that's what we're talking about, not being lukewarm. Yeah. Always progressing, always finding something that betters us uh, and makes us a better servant to God. Yeah. You know, that's what we're looking at. A good example is my wife. And yeah. uh, maybe, hopefully she doesn't listen to this, but uh, <laughs> she's an introvert by nature. She does not, it's not an easy thing for her to just go up and talk to somebody. Right. Um, me being a preacher, though, kind of forced her out of that. Yeah. It, but now 
she has a certain knack with certain people, mm-hmm. um, especially those that are a little nervous coming in. Mm-hmm. She has a way to make them feel comfortable, mm-hmm. a way that I can't. Mm-hmm. You know, where she just makes them feel warm and comfortable, and she found a talent. You yeah. know, and and just like your your daughter, it's like the Lord gave them one talent, and now they they've gained another talent. You sure. know, and it's from just. Going out and doing it. Getting out of your comfort zone. Sometimes we got to be nudged a little, too. That's right. And, you know, and I never thought I'd be a preacher. Yeah. Growing up, mm-hmm. that, that never crossed my mind. No. It, being a preacher came to me later in life, mm-hmm. you know, and it was just something that I didn't realize I had until I was challenged to, yeah, step out of my comfort zone and head up a Bible study and, yeah, you know. Good things happen to yeah. those who are willing. Yeah, absolutely. And 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 I think that's just kind of what we're talking about is is find those things. We all have different talents. Mm-hmm. But when we step out of our comfort zone and we do something, I like what you said. Gain, we gain another talent. Yeah, we gain another talent that we didn't know we had. You know, and um, so look for those things. Get out of your comfort zone. Study God's word. You know, look at. Uh, do all these things that we're talking about. Study. What was the next one in the verse, in our text, Second Timothy 2.15? Rightly dividing the word of truth. Okay, rightly divide it. And then the third one? Oh, a workman that needs not be ashamed is the second one. Then rightly dividing oh, okay. the word of truth is the A workman need not be ashamed, so don't be ashamed, and then rightly divide it. And so, the, you know, that's what we're talking about, this whole, that's the the gist of this whole study is is do those things. Yeah. You know. And and being study, show yourselves approved and yeah. rightly divide. Yeah. And and the the next point is rightly dividing, you know, mm-hmm. and that's I don't know how much time we have, but uh we got five off, seven minutes. Seven minutes. Okay. So the only way that we can rightly divide is if we study with a pure heart mm-hmm. and we're diligent to to not be ashamed. Mm-hmm. Of, of what we're doing it and and doing it seeking to please the Lord once we do that then we can rightly divide the word of truth we without those first two steps you can't rightly divide the word of truth mm-hmm. you know and this is where I have seen people study constantly but they still cannot rightly divide the word of truth because they're studying trying to prove themselves right you know, when when I go into a study, Chad, you and I have said this more than once, I don't care if I'm wrong. Mm-hmm. Like, I genuinely don't care. I, I don't want to be wrong when I face God on Judgment Day. So if someone comes to me with a Bible in hand and pointing out where I'm wrong, it's not always easy, right? Mm-hmm. But but I want, the, I want to live my life according to the Word of God. Yeah. And if I'm not doing that, I'm thankful that I have loving brethren willing to show me that. Yeah, and I mean, I mean, and two, also, you know, I think you, I mean, you don't care if you're wrong, uh, correct me, but you are doing everything you can to be right. You That's know right. what I mean? So you don't, uh, you're, I, I think that could be reworded a little because you, you do everything you can to be right. Occasionally, right. you might have something interpreted wrong. Yeah, and and correct me, correct me. You know, study for yourselves. Approved. Don't take your word for it. Is That's what you're right. saying. And and I'm I'm not afraid to be proven wrong. That's right. Like I, I'm not 
I'm really not afraid to be wrong. We're doing everything we can to not be wrong. That's right. But but that's also why when someone comes to me, yeah. Oh, I am wrong. Yeah, wow, that's, let's let's study this and figure you, it me, out. Yeah, let me figure this out. Yeah. And but that's also how we rightly divide the word of truth. Yeah, that's um, right. Yeah. Proverbs Proverbs 27:17 If I recall correctly, it's been a while since I've been over here. Yep. So as iron sharpens iron, so man sharpens the countenance of his friend. So, you know, this is the the beautiful thing. Like what me and Chad are doing, we we get down and we we study together, and you know we're we're two different two different pieces of iron, and and we just sharpen one another. We yeah. we bounce things off of one another, and and then we sharpen ourselves. You know, and that's what we're that's what we're doing. You know. We're getting better for the Lord by doing this. And we are simply just a tool in the Lord's tool belt. We just don't want to be the dull ones. Mm -hmm. You know, we want to be the sharp tools that he uses all the time. We want, you know, not thinking that we're the only ones in the tool belt, but rather we want to be right when we are when we are used. When it's yeah, when it's our turn to be used by the Lord, we want to be as sharp as we can. Yeah. You know, rightly dividing the word of truth, and and so that's that's the last concept, and that's what we're really trying to do. You know, don't stop growing, mm-hmm. continue to grow. You know, as we see in First Timothy one three through eight, and again, this is Paul writing a letter to Timothy. He says, "As I urged you when I went into Macedonia." Remain in Ephesus that you may charge some that they teach no other doctrine, nor give heed to fables and endless genealogies which cause disputes rather than godly edification, which is in faith. Now the purpose of the command is love from a pure heart, from a good conscience, and from sincere faith, from which some, having strayed, turned aside to idle talk, desiring to be teachers of the law, understanding neither what they say nor the things which they affirm. But we know that the law is good if one uses it lawfully. So notice, you know, he's he's talking about these people who like disputes, who who um who don't search the word from a pure heart. You know, verse five, the purpose of the command is love from a pure heart. That's that's what we are seeking to do, you know. From a good conscience, from sincere faith. It's all about having sincere faith in the Lord. Not wanting any of yourself. You know, there's a a song. We don't sing it here. Um, in New York, we'd sing it. But it was four verses. The first verse started, All of self, none of thee. The second verse would, would indicate... Um, most of self and some of thee. Mm-hmm. The next one would be most of, or some of thee and most of self, and then the last one, um, none of self and all of thee. But the the point behind the song is is our Christian walk is desiring to empty ourselves and filling ourselves with God. That's what we're doing. That is the Christian walk. You know, going from serving self. To not serving God, to 
not serving self at all, being the perfect servant, being the one that only wants to do the will of the Father, mm-hmm. and serving God completely, mm-hmm. you know, not wanting anything out of it. That is with a pure heart, with sincere faith, and a good conscience. And so that's that's what he's talking about. When you study without a pure heart, without sincere faith, you stray from the truth. And then, you know, here in verse 7, desiring to be teachers of the law, understanding neither what they say nor the things which they affirm. Mm-hmm. You know, these people want to be teachers. They, they want to be the leaders, you know, of the of a congregation, and they don't even understand what they're actually saying. Mm-hmm. You know, that's a scary thing. Well, and another thing, too, you know, you, you mentioned desiring to please God. Yeah. Uh, I think of Uzzah, Uzzah, when they were transporting the ark. Oh, man. The Israelites were desiring to please God. And they're like, you know, there's this better way. We can put wheels on it, put it in a cart. Yeah. You know, who cares what God said about how to do this? We're going we're gonna to do it this way because it's much better. We're, we're, and, and we're just trying to please God, you know? Yeah. So they haul the, the ark, and it goes to tip, and Uzzah puts his hand on it to steady it. Dead. Yep. It was not the proper way to transport the ark. God gave him a stru- instructions. They were supposed to carry it. It was, a, I think the tribe of Levi was supposed to carry it. I can't remember yep. exactly. Uh, and they were, they were supposed to carry on poles. There was... Very detailed instructions. There was. On how to do it. And in fact, if I recall correctly, it's been a while, don't quote me on it, but I'm pretty sure Uzzah was actually one of the, the ones from the tribe that was supposed to be carrying it. Oh, okay, yeah. From, with the the poles going through yes. the sides of the hoops, yeah. and they were supposed to pick it up on their shoulders and carry it. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm guessing one on each end. Yeah. But I think he was from the tribe that was supposed to carry it that way. But you can just hear the conversations... Hey, you know, this is tough work, you know? Yeah. And and we're just trying to please God. We got to get it from here to here, which we're trying, you know, let's, let's, let's build this cart. We can pull it with the horses or the oxen. It'll be way better. And we yeah. can please God better this way. And I'm know? not, I'm not trying to assume in scripture, but I'm sure when it, when that idea was pitched to put it on a cart, I was like, oh man, great that, idea. That's easier on me. And, and then you're right. We're speculating. Okay. Right. Of what happened, but it's kind of how people uh, 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 um, approach religion today. Absolutely, they're like, you know what? I know it says to do this, but we're, you know, it's so much easier if we just do, you know, this. The same thing that could happen there with Uzzah. Yeah, you know, they they decided to go away from what God said, go away from the standard, go away from the procedure. <laughs> And, right. and do their own. They left a few steps out, and they added a few steps. It didn't work out for them. Nope. And we have those examples for a reason. Because when we do that today, whether it's baptism, marriage, divorce, remarriage, yeah, you know, the things that plague us, uh, seems like there's some there's worse ones, and and some that aren't as bad, but they're all bad because it's all sin, right? That's We've right. talked about that. I would say ask Uzza how that worked out for him, well, but you yeah. can't ask him. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And and so, anyways, we're out of time, but maybe that's a good spot to stop. Just follow the procedure. Follow the standard. Follow the leader. Which is God's word, and study ourselves approved. That's right. 
Thank you guys very much for joining us. Okay, we'll we'll, uh, look forward to another study next week, and uh, we'll see you next time.